Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Uh, it was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we never get used to it. We never get tired of good things happen. This life doesn't get old. No. It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's the best damn sports show, and away we go into hour two of the program. It's what we call the second half kickoff. And, uh, Clark, please tell me when we have the next guest ready to roll. It's a surprise guest. Oh, it's next segment now? Okay, thank you. We got stuff going down. But before we go any further, Moose, I have to mention that support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist and grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RP20 at manscaped.com. I noticed it didn't make it to Twitter over the weekend. John Lynch talking about his personal grooming <laughs> below the waist. Didn't make it to Twitter. See what he said before we went there. I don't remember. I, I flushed it from my mind. Oh, man. You know, he couldn't believe it. And uh, I saw something on my phone. It was crazy. When it comes to Manscaped, it was like a Manscaped ad. It said 93% of successful men Manscaped. I didn't know that. <laughs> Lynch said he's 83. He said he doesn't trust himself with the razor. <laughs> You get it, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, How about that? How about that? From the Mental Health Hockey Podcast, Brady Leovold watching. He says, I may be biased, but you look extra good today. Well, thank you, Brady. Flattery will get you everywhere. And I order this bunny hug straight from him. This one says, it's okay to be not okay. Puck support group, hockey. And the other one says, puck addiction. While we're at it, thanks again, Brady. Boy, did we blow... Our betting advice on where the Dallas Stars are going to come back and clinch in the, a playoff spot ahead of the Nashville Predators. We blew it. We did, but we didn't. I mean, yes, we blew it because if you don't win, there's only – if you don't win, you lost. We blew it. But when we announced it Friday and then Dallas promptly went out and beat Tampa, I'm like, this is going to happen. And then Nashville beat Carolina, and Dallas lost the next night to Chicago yesterday. So it went down the toilet pretty quickly. But it was looking like everything was lining up, and that's why I thought it was a really great bet. And, you know, if you're going to lose 20 bucks, that's okay because the payout would have been so high. It almost happened, but you know what? It didn't. I can't uh, stress this enough. 
Do not get your NHL betting advice from Darren nor I. Or if you do, do exactly the opposite of what we suggest you do. Because if you did the opposite, you'd have won that bet that the Predators would have clinched and Dallas wouldn't have. And think of that, by the way. Think of that, where they were two months ago. I know. In the standings. Coach of the year. I don't even know who the hell the coach is. Is it John Hain? Who's the coach in Nashville? You know who's laughing right now? Lavi? No, no. He's in Washington. He was two years he's ago. In Washington. We were there. Um, he's Google. He's going to the big board. We met with Lavi. John Montgomery's like, I got it, John Hines. I said John Haynes. We got wait till we get our Haynes on you. I couldn't pick this guy out of a lineup. And he's got the Predators into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm surprised. Yeah, Max hasn't written in yet. Yeah, what does he know? Anyways, anyways, don't get your NHL betting advice from us. Folks, the Stanley Cup playoffs are approaching fast. And Rod Peterson Show sponsor, UniversityofPucks.com, wants to make the run for the Cup a lot more fun. Go to UniversityofPucks.com right now and sign up for their free NHL playoff pool. The top prize is an autographed Connor Bedard Pats jersey. You won't find a better price than that. Universityofpucks.com to enter for NHL gambling betting wagering advice. So the other thing that we heard is that uh, there's been a snag, okay? There's been a snag in the sale. Not in the sale, not... In the announcement of the sale of the Saskatchewan Rush, are you people across North America realizing that this is groundbreaking news here in the rectangle and quite frankly on the prairies? Because they used to be the Edmonton Rush in the National Lacrosse League. They moved to Saskatchewan, won two titles there in five years, and now they've been sold. And we were sitting on a story that was supposed to come out that 11 o'clock mountain And then Ian Duffy of Global Television, who's a close friend of ours, broke the news just before 11. And now we hear there's a snag and the announcement's not coming out for a couple hours' time. And yet I went and read this weepy email from Bruce Urban, right, and showed a photo of the family. I'm still upset, but I guess the announcement of the sale's been backed up a little bit. Yeah, these things happen, right? But this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal, you know, and... You know, it solidifies what the prisoners are doing in Saskatchewan and in the community of Saskatoon, right, with their, you know, ownership of the Blades and now committing even further, doubling down on the community, right, by by purchasing the Rush. I think it's great. I think, you know, it makes sense for the Urbans who, who accomplished so much in their time in, in uh, both Edmonton and Saskatoon and have done a great job in the community that you pass it off to somebody where you have trust that the traditions are going to continue, right? You don't want to just sell to anybody, somebody who's going to you know, do right by the team in the community. So I like the direction that they're headed. I, you know, I think uh, Bruce and, and uh, the family deserve all the success. And, and you know, if it's time for them to sell and they want to enjoy something new, that's well, Let's right. not forget if they have like 13 or 14 RV dealerships. Western RV. Right. Keeping them busy, okay? It's not like... But what the heck? We've got the next two to three months to talk Stanley Cup playoffs, and we will, but this is what's going on here. I don't mind saying... My brother texted me, and he goes, what's up with this? Because I said, you got to go to a rush game, and he took... Well, you sat with him with my my niece, Sydney. They sat at a rush game, and he thought it was pretty awesome. It's really awesome. And he goes, they must be selling because they don't think they're going to play. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm just sitting here somewhat upset that they're selling the team because my seats were hand-selected by Bruce in the president's section, as you know, right underneath the four banners. And I sit in the seats, and I look at those banners. Yeah. The team's not going anywhere, but the Urbans are, and that has me just a little upset uh, today. That just is a rush fan. And then Darnell from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, which, by the way, Stu Fraser was our rock star of the day on Friday. I see the story of his interview is now hit 3downnation.com and the national media. Uh, but anyways, he goes, I don't know how to feel about this. And the reason is it's nothing against the blade, nothing against the blades of the prisoners. Believe me, but it's all to do with the respect that the Urban family has. And as we sit here and, and uh, have coffee, mm-hmm. can I tell you a story? Because you love these stories. I do. It was 2017, I think, that Bruce and Brandon Urban came to, to uh, Regina for a Rough Riders game. And I didn't, I'd never met either one of them before. And Bruce had gotten my number, texted me, and he said, hey, can we go for breakfast? We'd like to get you to know you better. Yeah. And... Yeah, the day after the games, we went to Perkins. You can never go wrong at Perkins. Right. Did you know that he almost bought the Calgary Stampeders in like 03 when that Federick, Ted Hellard thing was going down? No. He almost bought the Calgary Stampeders. Because Bruce is a Calgary guy, originally from the sweatpants capital, but he's a Calgary guy now. And I just said, you know, everything happens for a reason, Bruce. You're probably lucky that you didn't buy the Calgary Stampeders. Because look what you've done with the... Right. Edmonton slash Saskatchewan rush. All of a sudden, they're lacrosse people, right? The Patriots of lacrosse. We sat there for two and a half hours. My wife texted me and said, where are you? I said, I'm still with the Urbans at Perkins. You know, when you, when you know, you know. Yeah. And, and then it was just a friendship that blossomed from there, and we've had all kinds of personal talks, and I just love that family. So I'm a, that's why Darnell is upset with the news of the sale. Nothing about the Priesters or the Blades, but everything to do with what are the Urbans going to do now? I can't imagine they're going to stay out of sports. I can't. Yeah, it'd be hard to, to understand. I mean, you want to enjoy your successes and maybe put your feet up a little bit. I mean, they've, if anybody's earned it, they've earned it, right? The ability to put your feet up and enjoy some time, if that's what you want to do. Um, maybe you're, you're, you know, you've accomplished this and you want to move on to the next challenge. Maybe it's another league. Maybe it's another team. Maybe it's... Heck, maybe they're going to buy the BC Lions. I don't know. I mean, I'm throwing thing, things out there, but they could. You know, now you've you know, had success in the lacrosse ring. Now you want to go to the football ring. I don't know. But um, it's fun to watch, and, you know, it's always good. You always feel good when good people have uh, success. That's them. Like I said, I'm happy if you're happy, Urbans. And they say they are. But the announcement's been delayed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. He goes, the F Troop era in Calgary. Yuck. That was the era where the Urbans almost bought the Stampeders. From EGA watching on YouTube, Mr. Rod Peterson and Darren DuPont and company. Great show as usual. Too bad it's going by so fast this Monday morning as I can listen and watch you guys all day long. From T-Bone watching on YouTube says, hey, Roddy, it's me, Tristan. I love hockey for a long time. I love hockey for a long time. I love you too, Tristan. You know that. Long time. Have you seen him perform that? in his school band? Tristan, what's the name of your band? It's like the um, Labolda's Blues Brothers or something like that. The kid is like Mick Jagger. Really? <laughs> he's got the I, moves like Jagger. I know he's a I'm star. I'm not joking. But, uh, and we will get on the phone here soon, Tristan. I promise. <laughs> okay. 
from Nelson, our VP of content creation, says, wait, Regina has a Perkins? It absolutely does. Doesn't, doesn't Saskatoon? You got a, I was going to say you got a Fuddruckers, but we got one of those now too. So that's right. Are we winning? Perkins, man, it's a place I haven't been in a long time. Uh, here it is. I was close from uh, Tristan, the Good Buddies Blues Band. And he's the lead singer. I had no idea. No, no. From Tacona Pauly watching in Yorkton. Late to the show, Rod, but smash the like button. Please do that. I was watching a YouTube show, which I rarely watch YouTube shows. I'm, I'm getting with it. And I, what, was it Winnipeg Sports Talk? Can't remember. You, you should hit like and you should hit subscribe. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just sitting right in front of you. It's not hard. That's right. There's a lot of good shows on YouTube. This is one of them. From Brett Taylor watching on Facebook, has anyone else noticed that producer Clark is setting up talent for the RP show and basically keeping three down and TSN in the loop? What's he talking about? Yeah, he's the best guest booker in sports, there's no doubt. But those guys, he's talking about, I think, the Stu Fraser article that went up today on three down. All those Moncton guys, they organized that on their own. That's right. Right? And man, did that go great. And actually, I guess that was my point about sports on the weekend and why the CFL needs to play. The Spring League, it was on for six hours on Saturday afternoon on Fox main television, Channel 34 here in the sweatpants capital. Can't remember what the HD channel is. Um, did you watch any of the Moncton game? Oh, yeah. I, did I ask you that? I'm yeah. sorry if I did. No, I did. I watched. It looked pretty good. It looked great. I feel for the, for the guys playing in that weather. But you know what? I love the fact that uh, they pulled it off. It looked good. You're right. They need announcers on the game. That's big. But Especially when you can't really make out the numbers. Well, that's just it, right? Because you want you know, somebody saying the, the names, right? And who made the plays and, and, and delivering those stories. But I like that there's still a commitment to grow that. And uh, if we can be a part of it and get out there for, for games uh, as more people get vaccinated, I'm all for it. And he knows that. Jeff. The Stamps fan, where did it go? What's better, Perkins, Smitty's, or Denny's? Now that's a poll question. Ooh, is that tomorrow's poll question? I might usurp today's poll question with that. And throw a chorus in there, too. Okay. Or Ricky's. No. Chorus. We have 24 hours to think about it. Yeah, but have you had a Ricky's breakfast? Oh, yeah. All day breakfast. (laughs) I'm saying. Now that's a poll question. What about Grainfield's? Oh, no. Well, there's a place in Calgary. You people in Calgary, tell me. It's right downtown in the Eau Claire market. It's Buffalo something. And it's like an old house. Okay. It looks like the house I was raised in, like an old Western thing. They have omelets the size of footballs, for the love of Pete. They're the best I've ever had in my life. I'm hungry. But that's not a chain, so... Yeah, and I was going to say, even around here, there's some really good independent places that are, would beat them all, right? But not a place that's available in most major cities. That's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. the chains. From William May says, I forgot to watch any football this weekend. My bad. Well, it's entirely up to you. I'm sure you were doing something. I'm just saying, we made a, we made a point of it. 
and we enjoyed the football that we watched. And that's why I think the Canadian Football League needs to make a point of playing. But this hope and a prayer, uh, 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 this Hail Mary, and this is my last point before we break, this Hail Mary of waiting out the vaccine and waiting out the pandemic, basically, it is a Hail Mary. What did we say? 8.7% is the percentage, completion percentage of Hail Marys. Yeah, it's not good. That's, that even seems high to me. I just, hey, look at the way Scott Moe put out the plan, step three, step one, two, and three, right? Three-step plan for reopening. If the CFL did that and had a plan on paper that was approved, I think that would go a long way to getting fans excited because if you said, look, at if we get to 70% vaccinations in this group, we can open our stadiums to 25%, and the government says if we get to 70% and 30 and over, we can open even more, yeah. I think we would see tangible numbers, and we would know, oh, if we hit them, we get this. And it wouldn't be this arbitrary, are they going to play? Are they not going to play? Are they going to spend the money? Are they not going to spend the money? It would be finite in terms of numbers and us getting vaccines rolled out. I think that would go a long way to getting people on board, but they haven't done that yet. Uh, We're going to break. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says that place in Eau Claire is, is closing down. Initially, it's like curses, but of course it is. The CFL's not playing. The CFL kept that place in business. If they're going to serve omelets the size of footballs, who do you think's going to go there? Football players. Ballers. <laughs> we got a special football guest coming up next. You're watching the RP Show across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of the newest Saskatchewan Rough Rider, number two overall pick, Nelson Lacombo of the U of S Huskies. I want to throw in the curling report. Switzerland's Silvana Turanzoni successfully defended her world women's curling title Sunday with a 4-2 victory over Russia's Alina Kovaleva. Turanzoni forced Russia to a single in the eighth end to get hammered back before blanking the ninth. Kovaleva was light with her final throw on the 10th end as Switzerland scored one for the victory. Earlier in the day, American Tabitha Peterson defeated Sweden's Anna Hasselberg 9-5 to win the bronze medal. Peterson scored five points in the 7th end to put the game out of reach. Canada's Kerry Anerson of Gimli, Manitoba was eliminated in the qualification round on Saturday after an 8-3 loss to Sweden at Sports Mark and McPhail Centre. The Curling Report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. Well, we are very excited to welcome to the program today, as we mentioned, U of S Huskies linebacker slash DB, Riders number two overall pick, Nelson Lacombo, joining us on video chat. How you doing, Nelson? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, am I correct in saying you're joining us from Abbotsford, British Columbia today? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, how how long have you been out there? I I want to walk back this whole story for you with the U Sports cancellation of the season last year. Had you come to Saskatoon at all in 2020? What's your life been like here in the pandemic? Yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been tough, uh, especially at the beginning. Um, We were definitely in the middle of training for the season, upcoming season that we thought was going to happen, then it got canceled. 
Um, after that, I decided to come back home for the fall and trained with my brother. Um, and then we were doing a bunch of training, did some speed training, did, did, uh, you know, numerous types and trained with my friends and, and did, uh, stuff like that. Um, after that, uh, I decided to go back to Sask to train with Joel Lipinski, uh, for the combine. Um, and they got ready out there. And then, uh, after the combine, I, I finished my finals and came back here and hanging out with the family now. So. Yeah, next time you're talking to uh, Joel Lipinski, we used to call him Mini Lou Ferrigno. He looks like a little Incredible Hulk. And he did play a very brief time uh, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Nelsons. Just drop that in there next time you're doing a workout with him. Hey, how's your life changed since being taken number two overall by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders last Tuesday night? Uh, hasn't really changed. I've, I've always been kind of, I mean, in terms of personality wise, I've been the same person, um, in terms of, uh, I guess popularity, my phone was blowing up when, uh, I got the pick, uh, or I got picked second. Uh, and there's been quite a few times where I've, I've gone out to the stores and have had people, um, recognize me, which, which, have, which has been pretty cool. And, and, that's in BC, so I, I can't imagine how it's going to be like in Sask. Oh wow! How about that? How about that? Yeah, how you guys. That? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, by the way, Nelson. I think, despite not having played in 2020, none of your U Sports compadres did. You're in a great spot because if the CFL doesn't play, and we're all praying that it does, but if it doesn't, you still got your two years left at the U of S, and I'm pretty confident they're playing. So, do you feel like you're in a good position football wise? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, um, you know, we're hoping for the best, but uh, we know there's something at the end of the tunnel there. So, Yeah, and and talk about your time with the U of S Huskies. From what I understand, and I got to tell you that Mason Nias's dad, Perry, is probably my best friend. He said that you have just adopted Saskatchewan. Now, you're an Abbotsford kid, and we know your brother, Bo, he's been on the show, but you're, you're all in. On the 306 in Saskatchewan. Talk about that. And how did that happen? Yeah, so I'd, I'd have to take you back to when I was being recruited. Uh, you know, I was being recruited to play a few spots. Um, a few different universities wanted me uh, to play running back. And a few wanted me to play DB. I wanted to play DB. And I know that when I was being recruited by Sask, Flory saw the same thing in me. We both had the same... Um, we both had the same uh, mindset uh, for my future. And I think the chemistry really built there. And I could see throughout my recruiting process that the culture in Sask was changing pretty, pretty big. Uh, you know, they brought in new coaching staff my first year. And, um, you know, we all the chemistry was there from from the get go. I think uh, one of the biggest things for me was was uh, wanting to win. And I know that uh, Flory and, and the whole coaching staff out there had the experience of winning. So, um, it was really an easy decision for me. Uh, obviously the first year, first couple of years were huge culture change from, from, you know, growing up in BC and, uh, having to adjust to that wasn't too hard, but I'd, I'd say that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've adopted this, this Saskatoon way. So, I only got a couple more questions for you, Nelson, but I saw that you felt 
surprised that you went number two overall. I predicted that you would go number two overall to the Riders just because I know how Jeremy O'Day thinks. And I also know there's a spot for you on that defense right now. But I saw mock drafts that said the BC Lions were going to take you in the first round if you were available when the Lions were picking. So did you read any of that coverage? Uh, you know, What were your thoughts going into round one? Did you have a choice of where you'd like to be selected? Yeah, so I, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Um, I mean... Leading up to to the draft, the whole week I was I was kind of just guessing where I'd, I'd go. I wasn't one hundred percent sure. There wasn't one uh, clear clear answer. So, um, um, you know, draft day started, and my agent actually called me and was like, "Oh, Sask, uh, Sask just called me. So just be ready because Sask might be the the spot." And after that, I kind of had a feeling that Sask was going to take me. So. Um, is definitely shocked and you know the shock lasted for uh, quite a bit there but i'm happy it turned out this way what did your brother Bo say about this i i know how i'm told how tight you guys are was he disappointed happy for you was he allowing himself to think of being teammates with bc if that had happened what what did Bo say he was happy he was extremely happy for me you know he, we're very supportive of each other, so we, we always look out for each other. And um, yeah, no, he was, he was definitely happy that you know my my goal has has well, was uh, has finally been achieved, and he knows how much hard work I put into it. So, no, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he hasn't given up on you guys suiting up together though on a team together at some point in your CFL careers. And by the way. Paul Waldo, for our viewers that don't know, three-time Grey Cup champion, two times with Montreal, one with Saskatchewan. He's the DB coach of the U of S Huskies, and he has said that you are ready to go now to the CFL and play. How much of a of an influence has he been in your career, Nelson? Huge, huge. He's one of those coaches that you dream of having. Um, he's a guy who who's experienced so much as a player and uh, he's won so much as a player. And, um, you know, like he could, he could probably still be playing right now if he wanted to. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great having him as a coach and uh, I'm glad that I was able to work with him throughout my time there. Well, you know what? Uh, Father time is undefeated. Paul might argue whether he could play now or not, but what he's passing along is just, staggering he's got so much knowledge to pass along and that's the kind of guy he is as you know giving back nelson uh, people are writing in saying jordan you weren't watching on youtube says i miss the riders listening to this well of course this is the kind of guy you want to watch right darren but uh, i guess while you sit here nelson and wait what's your summer going to be like uh, training wise and lifestyle wise what's what's the immediate future like for you yeah, so right now it's just training, you know, getting back to, um, you know, getting back and, and getting ready for training camp. Um, I guess uh, right now it's just uh, out here in BC training. Uh, I might make a trip back and ask and continue my training with, with Joel. Uh, but that's that's kind of what it's been so far. All right, well, obviously stay safe and healthy, and uh, we can't wait to see you suit up in green and white uh, in the CFL. Thank you, Nelson, for the time. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nelson Lacombo, the number two overall pick in the 2021 CFL draft by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders.
And you can see where the viewers are coming from when they say that this is making the miss CFL ball. Oh, yeah. Want him to play. He's the kind of player that he's exciting. He's extremely exciting. You've seen him up close on oh, the, from the sidelines. I've been following him since he came into the, into the program at the University of Saskatchewan. I mean, one of the most talented players I've, I've seen come through U-sports. No joke, really. I mean, a player that a couple of years ago we're talking about could have made the transition to a CFL locker room, especially as a Canadian, and probably played, at least been on a, on a roster. Um, he's electrifying, but a humble guy too, right? who puts in the work, and that's really what determines if you become a good pro or not. Talent is great. You need to have talent to get looked at, but it's the guys who put in the work that become really successful pros. Interesting triangle there, how everything ties in in that he's an Abbotsford guy, so we got all the Abbotsford people excited, the Saskatoon people are watching because he's a Husky, yeah. and of course all of the Ryder Nation excited because he will be playing for them whenever the CFL emerges from the dark days that they're in right now. Uh, but the news of the day broken by global television's Ian Duffy this morning that the Saskatchewan rush of the National Lacrosse League have been sold to the Priestner family, the Priestner group, the owners of the Saskatoon Blades. Janelle Barkman, probably the biggest Blades fan that we know, says, are the Blades going to suffer now that the Priestners bought the rush? And you know what she's saying. She's saying, how much energy do you have to devote to two franchises now as opposed to one? It's a good question, but I think it's only going to be stronger. I mean, I can't imagine where the CFL would be right now if the Stamps and the Red Blacks and even the Argos hadn't been purchased by huge sports conglomerates. And that's kind of what the Priestner Group's creating when you own two high-level sports franchises and... They've got dough in other industry. How many car dealerships do they own? Oh, yeah. Like 37 or something, somebody told me. It's stability. We, what do we do in there? We tell other people how to run their businesses often, right? On do this, we? Well, I mean, you here's do. how the CFL can get back. <laughs> it's fun, right? That's, it's fun playing Monopoly with these teams and being able to envision yourself in that role. But think of the possibilities, right, for joint ticket giveaways, for season ticket holders of the Rush having Blades benefits and Blades ticket holders having Rush benefits to try and get people into both and, you know, work, work together in that, that area. Think of opportunities to sell merchandise together, to build a real strong fabric of a sports, you know, community in Saskatoon. I think it's awesome. So, no, I think it'll make it stronger. I really do. I don't think, you know, I think that when you own a team, you hire great people to run the organization and, you know, do what in key roles. I think the Rush already have a really strong staff that are operating at a high level. You know, I think you just add to that. So, I don't know. I don't think it'll take away from the Blades at And all. Janelle says she agrees with that. Joseph Jones, watching on Facebook, says, what will Edmonton's new name be? I don't want to completely be that guy. Should we sit on these or not? June 1st, I'm told, is when they will be announcing the new Edmonton name. How about that? I don't need to be making any more enemies. So if you can sit on yeah, a lot of people know in Edmonton. But let the team make their announcement June 1st. I guess they got their logo done and it's beautiful. So there's that. Uh, and then somehow I just see the contra- con- comment section has been hijacked, or not hijacked in a bad way, but just steered towards, did you know the Utica Comets are moving to Abbotsford in the American Hockey League? Yeah. I, I just seen that Abbotsford was getting the Canucks top affiliate. 
I didn't realize that was Utica moving their franchise to Abbotsford. So who wouldn't want their hockey team in their backyard instead of having to fly across the continent? Exactly. So a lot of movement going on in leagues that are not named NHL, NFL, MLB. Sports update coming up. We're going to face off too, don't you know? I do. We're watching, uh, you're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Breaking news today. Global television broke it. That the Saskatchewan Rush NLL team has been sold to the Saskatoon Blades. And now from Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, he writes in and he says, From CTV, TSN's Claire Hanna, Colin Priestner will continue to be the GM of the Blades while taking up the governor's role with the Rush. How's this all getting out there? Colin was supposed to be on this show. Can I say that? Mm -hmm. How about that? He was supposed to be with us 10 minutes ago. How about that? But something has held up the announcement, and supposedly now that's coming out around 1 p.m. So, And I already poured my heart out on the uh, Urban family and how much I'll miss them as the owners of the Rush. You guys, can you throw that photo up one more time? Like, if that just... If it hits me in the feels, what do you think they're feeling like today? That they've sold the rush after this fantastic run. Four titles. The Patriots. That's the family right there. Bruce, the dad. Cindy, the mom. And Brandon, the son. Professional, that is thy name? Yeah. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That's right. Uh, sports update, Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk each had a goal and two assists, and Calgary beat Ottawa to preserve its slim playoff hopes. Jacob Markstrom stopped 19 shots for his 19th victory. By the way, I don't assume because neither one of those is your team. Were you watching any of that game? Michael Stone barreled across the blue line and unleashed a slap shot from the top of the – more closer to the point. It was a cannon – but nobody's stopping this. I just, I just was watching the game and went, whoa! And I thought, we were robbed of a skills competition this year where we could have we had were. the hardest shot. That's right. Who was the last guy to win the NHL's hardest shot? Do you remember? Oh, man. Tough, and I'm man. sorry, I don't mean to put no, you on no, the spot. But that's true because like we're so dialed into these things, but it's been a while and it's been so far out of the conscious. Like you're, You want to say Shea Weber or Zdeno Char, one of these big, heavy, traditional shots, but I don't think that was it. Um, without Googling it, I don't know. Well, it's unbelievable, by the way. I remember you weren't born yet. What do you got? What do you, who was it? It was Weber, 106. Okay. He currently holds the record, Shea Weber? Thanks, Clark. He beat himself, he said, 106 miles an hour. But in the 80s, Al McGinnis broke, or set the record with a wooden stick. That's right. And he was the only guy. And now every guy can shoot 100 mile an hour at at least 90 plus. I remember sitting in Phoenix 
watching the Coyotes, and on the fourth liner, the Coyotes unleashed a slap shot that I couldn't see. And I'm like, even the plugs I know. shoot 100 mile an hour in the NHL now. It, it used to be that uh, Al McGinnis or Al Iafredi would line up at the blue line for the slap shot, and everybody would just get out of the way. It'd be like the seas parting, right? Because yeah. you don't want to get in the way of a 100 mile an hour slap I shot. I think I was sitting with Biz Nasty. I was like, geez, is this common? Because I'm used to watching junior hockey. Yeah. Not everybody has that kind of a shot. Uh, Brady Leovold watching, he says, a real twig. You notice how many of these comments in hockey now come from a, la- a time that the kids wouldn't even under. Why do they call it a twig, Dad? Because it was made from wood. Like it was snapped off a tree. Yes. It's not always been graphite, you know. I was talking to Dave Struess the other day, the coach of the Pats, and I said, your calling card is hardworking teams, right? That's the calling card. Who has a calling card anymore? I could have said, your Twitter bio is hardworking teams. Used to be, it was a carbon copy of that goal scored by blah, blah, blah. A a what? I know. At the very least, you could call it a Xerox copy. (laughs) All these terms that have gone. Excuse me? Xerox? Yeah, a what? Yeah, what would you call a photocopy? It was a photocopy of that play. 20 years ago. Screenshot. A twig. (laughs) There's many more terms that you guys help me out with with some of them. See, this is fun. John in North Vancouver. John O'Flynn writes in and he's with the link. British Columbia has not approved CFL's return to play plan. Make him the 64th person that has sent us the link to the story at three down that BC has not approved the CFL's return to play. It's big news, but to me, it's not huge news. Go read the article. It's Dunk saying, more than anything, last week, TSN told you exactly the opposite. That's what Dunk's saying here. Pinks says, Mark Furk holds the American Hockey League record for the hardest slap shot, and it just slipped off the screen. Do you remember what it says? No. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Martin F- you're wrong, Pinkney. He says it's Martin Furk. 109.2 miles an hour, and this guy's playing in the Apple? Uh, Jeff Kibillis in Winnipeg says, a fax machine. What's that? You know they still use fax machines. They're still in use in some places. Cole Schwebus turned aside 30 shots to lead the Kelowna Rockets past the Prince George Cougars 2-1 in the dub Sunday. Taylor Goche turned aside 23 shots for PG. Simon Kanak and Cross Hannes scored two goals apiece and five other players found the back of the night net as the Portland Winterhawks routed Tri-City 9-1 for the Am's worst defeat of the season. And here's a great junior hockey name, dupes. Jackson Berry earned the 21-save shutout. As Seattle blank Spokane 3-0 in the team's season finale, the Thunderbirds outshot the Chiefs 58-21. Spokane's lost three in a row. Any hockey player whose name starts with Jackson all of a sudden becomes a legendary name. Yeah. Similar to the uh, Winnipeg guys. Jackson Leopard. To me, that was the best name in the dub. Huh? It was pretty Did you good. have one it was other than good. that? No, I really didn't. Ozzy Weisblatt? Ozzy Weisblatt was a pretty <laughs> That's good pretty one. Good. Nothing touches Jackson no. Leopard. It's a day off for both the Toronto Blue Jays and Toronto Raptors. The Jays are fourth in the American League East and begin a three-game set versus the Atlanta Braves Tuesday. Meanwhile, the Raps are on the brink of elimination following their latest loss. 
They host the Clippers in a must-win game Tuesday. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for, <clears throat> pardon me, Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the almond coconut. See how I'm hiding them here? You got your own stash. Is that there. rude of me? Uh, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours today at g2gbar.ca. Can we take a break here, fellas? We'll be right back with a viewer takeover and a face-off, and I have no idea what we're going to face-off about, so this should be good. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We've started uh, We've started something. With Sean in Vancouver was all excited. He's watching on Game Plus TV today, and he said that his wife, or the lady, ordered him a bunny hug for the RP show, and he uh, was watching the show on it today. I said, send us a pic. So he did. Would you guys mind putting it up? We, we started something because it's on Facebook now. I put it on there, and everybody wants to know where they can buy merchandise. And our good friend Darnell from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions put the link <laughs> Into that thread. It's rodpetersonshop.com. So thank you, Sean in Vancouver. As you see, he's watching the show live today on Game Plus Television with uh, Telus Optic TV as your cable carrier. There you go. And Bob's your uncle. And Bob's your uncle. Ding. Um, the face-off is brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone Moose Jaw and the Mad Greek Restaurant. And Darren's had this devilish look in his eye. Regarding the face-off. What, is, what are we facing off? I have no idea. Wait, I've got a face-off question? You said that we had a face. You had it. No, I didn't. But it's okay. I'll come up with something. I think we should face off, honestly, on the, on the poll question today. The Hart sure. Trophy. Because I'll make a case for both Sidney Crosby and for Austin Matthews. Because sure. I know you're going to take McDavid. Which I think it's, it's a pretty much a slam dunk. No, I was going to say Ryan Reeves. <laughs> oh. no, I'm just jo- no, I'm joking. Okay. I'm jo- I was just because he plays for Canada's team, the Golden Knights. No, the poll question today, you love when we double up on these. The poll question today is who is the heart winner in the Stanley Cup or for the uh, National Hockey League this year? Connor McDavid's running away with it. This wasn't even a contest. 71%, Austin Matthews, 12%, Crosby, 11%, and other, I believe it says 6%. It's not even a race. No, let's just say Connor McDavid didn't play this year. Then it becomes a conversation. Yeah, like I'm surprised to be honest that the voting didn't have McDavid even higher. They look at you know the, for Matthews they look at 40 goals and and that was pretty outstanding, um, almost to the point of 100 points. Like it's almost on par with scoring 40 goals in this shortened season is such a hard thing to do. But he also plays so well in the defensive zone too that he's just a he's become this really great two-way complete player and the argument is that if he was gone from the Leafs, they'd still be pretty good. But if David was gone from the Oilers, it'd be uh they might not make the playoffs. 
right, without McDavid. But, you know, we forget about Sidney Crosby and what he's done in, in, in Pittsburgh now and continues to do, be one of the elite players in the National Hockey League. He's got them a division title. And we kind of wrote off Pittsburgh as being a contender or a powerhouse still, but he seems to just will that team to being good. And uh, that's why I think we need to give Sidney Crosby a little more love in that conversation. Well, up until two weeks ago, to me, it was a two-horse race between Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. And the tipping point was when producer Clark actually said Connor McDavid is the MVP. Because I know that I tend to have rose-colored glasses. His are blue. He's like Bob Baffert, the trainer for the Kentucky Derby winner, <laughs> with a blue glasses. That's Clark. And when he said McDavid's the winner, oh, yeah, it's, it's over. Right When the Leaf fans are starting to fall. Thanks for putting it out there. So the face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek Restaurant. Available for licensed dining, group orders, catering, delivery, and our takeout window is open. Visit themadgreekeatery.com today. And for the Ultimate Fan Zone, now just a click away. Ultimatefanzone.ca or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. It is overtime, and that's what we call the viewer takeover segment. And I'm just going through here. Andrew Nielsen writes in on Facebook. He says, Rod, thoughts on the BC Lions and BC Provincial Health not approving the health plan yet? Everybody jumped on him. Did you see all the responses to that? That was back in our Yeah, they're like so, so. John in Vancouver says, you are now the 65th person to bring this up. I was the 64th. Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, you know he's going to tell you to go back and watch. <laughs> LOL. It's, it was point three because to me this isn't even huge news. You see how it's huge news. Yeah, Everybody's circulating it. I've had it sent to me now 65 times today. I guess for the benefit of the people that weren't watching two hours ago, and you really should because you're going to miss a lot if you're not watching the full two hours, is this isn't news to me. What I was telling you in the break, I don't trust a lot of people anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. As I was telling you with that email that I got from Bruce Urban, I'm like, there's a guy that I trust, <laughs> right? You cling to those people. because I don't trust too many people. And I watch the news extremely critically anymore. And do you know why? I'm not going too far down this road because I'm going to save it for my book. But I've seen too many leaders lie. And I've known they were lying. I saw them standing at the podium lying. And I'm like, you're lying, this isn't right. So now I don't trust people, mm-hmm. particularly what I'm seeing in the news. And in no way, shape, or form is that saying that Dr. Bonnie Henry is a liar. I think she's an angel. She's doing what her job is, keep people safe. But on March 5th, she said by this summer, BC could be living the post-pandemic life. Less than two months later, like 58 days later, she says no large gatherings in BC until next winter. Like she just did a 180. But that was crickets. No, nobody. I was the only guy saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kevin Gallant sent that to me, by the way. Here's what's going on in Vancouver, Rod. He's close with the Bedard family, of course. And you see what I'm saying, though? Nobody, wanted to, nobody wants to hear the news that doesn't follow their narrative. And the CFL's narrative is that the pandemic's going to be over by the summer and we're playing. And they're basing it on the health information that they're getting and, frankly, the health information that they want to hear. So for Dunk to come out with the story, and I love him. I talked to him this morning on the phone on my way to work. It, was a, it is a big scoop from him. He got a statement from the B.C. government. The story is not that they haven't 
approved the health and safety return. The story is that TSN told you exactly the opposite last week. That's what Dunks, I think that's what he's getting at. Yeah, I think so too, you know. They did. And, and like, look at this is what's really going on. I think we have to be aware of that. Like the league is targeting August 5th as the next kind of date. But let's look at what's really happening here. And there's no indications that we're getting close to being able to play no. on August 5th. Now, doesn't there, mean doesn't mean that everyone's not going to rush to the vaccine lines. We're going to get a, a shipment of more vaccines and we're going to get there and be able to play in August. That could happen. But be realistic to is it actually looking promising or not? And right now, it's not at that day. That's why, you know, one of the last times Dunk was on here, when they say, well, we have, uh, we have backup plans and backup plans built off backup plans. Well, what are they? Because if they have anything that, if they are anything other than a bubble, I don't want to hear about it. Because it tells me you're not playing. It's about this talking about talking. It's not a game. And I'm upset about the fact that they're misleading people. That's all. And I've seen them do it before. <laughs> so so I've kind of been biting my tongue on this for quite a while. Uh, I think that's it. From Craig Campbell from Newmarket, Ontario, watching. He says, the Darren Burns update in the sale of the rush are stories that would fly under the radar in, uh, radar in Toronto. Two more reasons to enjoy the RP show. Thanks to all for another entertaining show. So, big guest tomorrow, Colin Priestner will be with us. From now, the Saskatchewan Rush. That's right. How about that? And, uh, yeah, big day coming up tomorrow. That is it. Thanks today to Darren Burns and Nelson Lacombo and all of you people. And we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain and noon Eastern. Right here on Game Plus. Great job, Jordan, by the way. I love the job you did on that. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.